Get out the insurance cards, get out the co-pays. The office is open, my friends, as this video is brought to you by DrRoto.com. Good evening, everybody. It is Johnny Danger with Chris Emmerich. We are First Sip, brought to you by DrRoto.com, your daily prescription of fantasy sports. We are here to take a way too early look at the DraftKings main slate, 12-gamer, this coming Sunday. Chris, are you excited for week eight? Yeah, absolutely. I'm excited for every week. This week, uh, I've, I've scaled it back a little bit. Uh, the newness of the NBA and the NHL has... Uh, kind of wore on me some of these roster decisions that you have to watch out for in NBA. Just, you know, they're they're nauseating and I hate it. And uh, it's not like that in the first week. So I'm over it. I'm over it. We're, we're back to the NFL. Let's go. I like it. I even put a little parlay on the World Series game one that hit. So, you know, I got to get focused back in on football. Yeah, well, like, so I had no runs first inning um, yesterday. So, yeah, I parlayed the... Um, Atlanta for the win and under eight and a half um, with Camara anytime touchdown. It worked pretty well. It worked pretty well. I enjoyed it. But let's get to football, shall we? Absolutely. Let's do it. Let's get to football. Let's take a first look at Cincinnati heading over to the New York Jets. 1 p.m. game over there. What we got here? Ten and a half point road favorites. That's kind of crazy. Yeah, I mean, hey, we've seen the Cincinnati team just beat, uh, you know, what we think is a, a pretty good Baltimore team. And we've seen this kind of Jets team look in shambles and now they have a backup quarterback. I don't necessarily think that there's a ton to look at here in regards to fantasy. I mean, you know, when we're looking at the pricing, um, I, I just feel like. I mean, I guess you could always go to Jamar Chase. I think he's he's viable every single week. T Higgins and Tyler Boyd just really haven't necessarily produced. And, and it's weird because T Higgins is getting the target share, the targets, the air yards. So he feels like he's bound to break out and he might be a nice pivot off of Jamar chase in that passing game, but kind of feels like it's going to be a Joe Mixon game. Um, I can't see why it wouldn't be despite all of the hate that uh, I get when I defend this guy on redraft fantasy Twitter. <laughs> he's been solid this year hey man i have him on four of six redraft leagues this year and it has treated me well yeah i don't know look a, a lot of these guys in the redraft industry like I, I i don't know what it is but like you know they rag on joe mixon and like I, I don't i don't get what it is i'm like so i don't really understand like it's not like people were drafting him in the first round and if you were drafting them like on that fringe, you know, 12 to 14, that range, okay, like that's that's a little bit high. But, you know, he's number like I think 15 on a points, but points per game scoring, number 11 ranked in PPR and number like nine in standard. Like so he's uh, my, my comment was I was like, so he's a fringe RB1 that was drafted as a fringe rb1 <laughs> wild like crazy like, stuff like wow what are we defending like, yeah. what, like what are you he's like and I, dude, I don't, I mean, I don't know I the guess... running back top like five running backs have been like so injured up and down like joe mixon has just been consistent i love it i mean look it, it comes down to this when, it, when when you were looking at joe mixon and specifically even for fantasy although his price is, or for dfs his, his price has gotten up there 
was there anybody that thought Mixon was getting 25 to 30 carries? I mean, they talk about these type of people and I just, I guess they're not on my timeline. I don't see these type of things. Joe Mixon is getting kind of 20 to 25 touches, maybe a little bit less. uh, And that's kind of what you expected. Um, You know, last week, not so many, but he was able to kind of cap that with a touchdown. Uh, You know, targets anywhere from, you know, one to six carries anywhere from like 16 to 20, 29 week one. Like, I I don't get it. Uh, At 7K, it is a pretty steep price to pay. Um, But, you know, that's something we'll evaluate. So those are kind of the, the things I'm monitoring for the week in this game. Yeah, really I, nothing I like the, uh, I like Higgins at 52. I mean, he got 15 targets last week. So, I mean, it's a hell of a pivot. Yeah, I mean, look, at 52 versus 75, it's going to be, you know, based off of how, you know, how other people perceive it and whether or not Higgins ends up being kind of chalky because of that price. Uh, but, you know, on the Jet side of thing, really nothing, nothing interesting. I, I just don't think that Corey Davis with this uh, backup quarterback has – any type of upside that we can kind of attack. I think the Cincinnati defense is a little bit more expensive than what we typically like to pay at 3,600, but um, that's probably going to be something that's popular. And it's not like one of those four or $4,200 defenses like we see um, in usually premium matches. Sure. Now well, let's move on to a game that might be a little bit more uh, relevant to the week. Let's go to Miami heading to Buffalo. We've got a 14 point favorite by the Buffalo Bills. I feel like that's high. I, I feel like the Dolphins aren't that bad. I don't know. In division game? I, not in division, but you know what I mean. It isn't. It's a, it's yeah. a, yeah, it's a yeah. division game. Not but, the second game, yeah. Um, I mean, look, so we're going to want to target things in this Buffalo offense. I mean, Josh Allen is 8,100, getting his price up there, but they're implied for almost 32 points. Um, I, I really do like kind of like Emmanuel Sanders and Cole Beasley, both of those, you know, 54 and 4,900. And then you've got Stefan Diggs, and that's really where you're going to have to make a decision at 8,100. Uh, that's a pretty expensive stack. We're in like Patrick Mahomes, Tyreek Hill territory. Uh, if you're stacking him with Josh Allen and he just necessarily hasn't, hasn't produced, hasn't gotten the results, but it's not, uh, you know, because of a lack of targets or air yards, um, you know, he's still getting double digit targets, still commanding a target share and having a pretty substantial air yard. So I think you can definitely do it. And it really is going to make your lineup a lot different when you're, you know, starting with 16,000 in salary already off the board. Yeah, I'm uh, leaning pretty heavily towards looking at Cole Beasley. He's under 5,000, um, a guy that can easily touch that, you know, seven, eight, nine targets a game. Uh, I, I'm having a hard time keeping them out of my builds. I, you know, look, this is a situation where you could take two people off of Buffalo. They're implied for 30 points. It's very similar to me. Um, what we saw last week with Mike, uh, Mike Evans and Chris Godwin. And if you look at the two of them, they were, if you stacked them with Tom Brady, you were looking at 7,000 and then an average of what, like 6,400 between the two, 64, it was 59 and 65, so 6,400 between the two. Um, And that's, that's pretty close. If you go like Cole Beasley and Stefan Diggs or even Emmanuel Sanders. So I do think a double stack is something that you can kind of rely on from the Buffalo side of things. You know, when it comes to Miami, do you need to run it back? I don't necessarily think you do. I do like the Buffalo defense at 3,300. Um, I think that's a great spot. We're in Buffalo. 
you could play Mike Jacecki. Uh, you could play Waddle. Like, I just don't think you need to run it back on a team that's implied for 17 points. Yeah, I can agree with that. All right, let's keep moving then. Let's go from uh, Buffalo out to Houston, where the Rams are going to be visiting the Texans. Is it just like uh, Daryl Henderson here? Um, or are you just going to keep playing Stafford and Cup? Look, this, you know, I I wonder, I wonder how this is going to kind of play out. Just, we saw Daryl Henderson kind of have a, you know, the nut spot last week and then just kind of fumble it. Not, not by anything that he did per se, just he just didn't produce. The game didn't dictate it. But I, I don't think that Houston's going to be able to come out and do what Detroit did. You know, Detroit's probably like the best 0-7 team that there's ever been. I don't know if that's true. They, they do have some fight and they have some grit and they, you know, go for it on fourth down on their own one yard line in the first quarter and stuff like that. Like, so you got to love it. But, you know, this Houston team's been pretty bad, not necessarily awful against in, in regards to stopping the pass. And so, yeah, maybe Daryl Henderson is the way to go. We'll see how uh, how the ownership shakes out here. Yeah, I mean, I think he really has become a workhorse in that offense. And we were disappointed last week, but I mean, they started the game down, you know, 10 nothing before they touched the ball. So it just kind of didn't gear up for him. Yeah. And, the you know, the thing that was highlighted throughout the week, or at least that I, you know, I tried to talk about was that this guy doesn't get 100 yards very often. And, you know, that's still a worry that I'm going to have coming into this game. But I feel a little more confident that he's going to score a touchdown this week. And, you know, as long as he scores a touchdown, his workload, especially in a game where they should be up and they should, you know, maybe even cover the spread. He should be fine. Is Cooper cup at 9,000 getting untouchable? I mean, he has the ceiling. It's just, you're, you're giving up a lot to get there, but I mean, look at what he's done 40, 37, 30, 39. So even with that nine, it's, it's, it's totally okay. You take that nine out. He's averaging over 30 points a game absolutely uh, well yeah 16 and 11 point outputs a 26 i mean you know so we're talking one two like six of these games five of these games that 9k salary would have been paid off and and then some uh two of those fails so yeah i mean he's still gonna get double digit targets i mean even when they're ahead and crushing teams he's getting double digit targets he's getting looks in the end zone and I, I think that there's no reason to think that that won't continue. Again, this is a situation where this is a 30-point implied total. This is a team that's going to score some points. And, you know, they're going to have three or four touchdowns to kind of spread out between these guys. So and this is probably another situation just like Buffalo where that run back is just really not necessary. Yeah, I mean, you can kind of force it. You can force it with Cooks. But Cooks does not seem very happy right now that Mark Ingram was traded. Uh, you know, okay whatever but yeah i just I, there's nothing really here that i'm too interested in fair enough let's move on to the 49ers heading to chicago the 49ers somehow are still road favorites probably because the bears are just awful but uh i've been pretty disappointed in my in my, in my squad <laughs> so i don't know how they're four point road favorites here but um you know herbert i don't know man he looked really good two weeks in a row what do you think of this kid Oh, yeah, absolutely. I was so confused for a second. I was like, we're talking about San Francisco and Chicago, Herbert. Yeah, look, hey, we've got a – well, on me. I should have known which Herbert we're talking about here. Yeah, I mean, he's looked good. But the, the one thing I guess is, like, San Francisco has been um, pretty, like, all right defensively, I guess, in terms of fantasy points allowed. Um, 
you know, their sack rate yards before contact aren't that great. Um, but again, like Chicago offense has been awful. This, you know, San Francisco's I mean, offense hasn't Herbert's been. Herbert's last better. three games, though, 75 yards, 97 yards, 100 yards rushing. So hard to ignore that. Yeah. And especially against, um, you know, a good Tampa defense Bay last like week. Tampa Bay. Yeah. I, I don't worry about Tampa Bay. I mean, they've given up 100 yards to uh, Herbert. They gave up a huge game to Gaskins. Um, yeah. Yeah. But that was, that was, we thought they were. But the, the Gaskin one was mostly through the air. Through the air. Yeah. Two touchdown yeah, so. catches. Yeah. Um, no, I mean, I guess, yeah, I guess you could play, play Herbert. I'm kind of interested in Depot and, you know, it's just like, what happened to Brandon Ayuk? Like, I just, you know, I, sometimes I just wonder what's going on with, uh, Shanahan. Like the guy seems really sharp at times, but just seems like an idiot most of the time. Um, I'm not even sure that I'd like to have him as, as my coach. How do you feel? Um, you know, I'm a huge 49ers fan and I like him cause he's, he's, he creates fun offenses, but Man, probably a guy destined to be an offensive coordinator. Yeah, yeah. So on the other side of the ball here, uh, how about Mooney? He's one of a few handful of guys um, commanding like 25% target share. Is he keeping that up? Um, I don't think it matters. I mean, the, they don't throw the ball enough for that number to be significant. This isn't an offense that's throwing the ball, you know, 30 times a game. This is an offense that's throwing it like, you know, 15 to 25. So that target share is too small. I, I'm really not interested in anything on the, the Chicago passing attack, not against San Francisco. Yeah, I'm I'm interested in this game as a 49er uh, fan to see what happens with Eli Mitchell this week. Yeah, it's just like, look, this is a, a 21-18 game. Um, that, that's, you know, what they have the, the line set at. So you can pick, you know, parts. You can play Herbert. You can play Debo if they fit into your lineups. Debo's super expensive, so you are paying a premium. He has been able to deliver in a lot of cases. But um, I just, I don't know. I don't, I don't see myself getting to much in this game. Yeah. I it's a one look it's a 1 p.m game so you're you're giving up kind of not that the 4 p.m games are very good but it, it just i don't want to have a lot of my guys tied up in that necessarily and this isn't a game that's gonna even like be a sneaky game stack like oh hey we're we're implied for 40 points but we're really gonna go for 55 i just i just don't see that happening yeah i'm uh, i'm more interested in this as a fan than i am in dfs Gotcha. Let's put it that way. How about the Tennessee Titans heading to Indianapolis? Um, I'm looking in seasonal for a spot start out of Wentz, so I'm hoping that uh, that offense hums. 51 points here, only a one-point favorite at the home uh, team Colts. Uh, obviously, Derrick Henry has been just unstoppable this year. Uh, does it continue? And I'm shocked he's actually down um, salary. Well, he had a down game against Kansas City. Um, you know, still carried the ball 29 times, but didn't reach 100 yards, did not get a rushing touchdown, just simply the passing one. I guess he probably could have scored if he tried to run that in. But, yeah, he's he's always playable. Jonathan Taylor, I think, is in a fantastic spot. Um, he has been fantastic the last four or five weeks, finding the end zone each of the last four weeks, twice in one. Carson Wentz has looked a lot better. Um, seems to have like more of a command, more comfort within this offense. And then um, I, one of my favorite plays right now is Michael Pittman at fifty three hundred. Yeah. Um, I, I kind of identify. I mean, Wentz him. and Pittman together are only eleven thousand total. 
Yeah, I mean, look, one or the other, put them together. Uh, I like Pittman. Hasn't had a huge volume the last two weeks, but I don't think that they necessarily needed it against Houston and against San Francisco. The conditions just didn't kind of play to the passing game. Uh, But, yeah, he seems to be their guy. He hasn't dropped a pass yet, catches most of his passes, and has found the end zone a couple times. Uh, Against the secondary in Tennessee that just has been eviscerated by injuries. not good. I, I, I love Pittman here. Yeah, I'm I'm uh, envisioning Wentz and uh, Pittman with a run back of Brown here. I, I think Brown's in a really good spot. Indiana's or Indianapolis's run defense has been pretty good. Um, maybe Henry gets bottled up one more game. Sure. So yeah, I like Brown. I, I like Wentz a lot. I mean, I'm I'm looking at him now for the first time in, at DraftKings at 57 against. I mean, just a dreadful secondary. Yeah, this is one of the higher uh, totals for the the week, and I mean it's a close implied. It's basically a pick 'em. So I, I wouldn't be surprised if a lot of people came to this game, and sure. I just wonder what the ownership is going to be here. So um, I'm, I'm initially very interested in this game, though. Yeah, well, check ownership, but uh, you know the contest I play, I'm not too worried about that. I'm just trying to um, you know fitty fitty. You know me. So let's head over in uh, another divisional game, Pittsburgh heading to Cleveland. What do you think here? What's your first thoughts here? Are we, um, God, I just, just like Najee Harris. I mean, 75 <sighs> is kind of high. Cleveland's run defense has been decent. Cleveland's yeah. like literally every player is injured in this game on both sides. Yeah. You know, the problem that I have with Najee Harris is while that he has been producing, um, he's, you know, at this price now, he's been, you know, what he's been producing with like this optimal workload, which probably doesn't change um has been kind of like the floor of what you need so you'd need an extra touchdown or a hundred yard game to really get into those upper 20s and 30s that you'd probably be looking for um you know i I would rule them out i'd be definitely interested in dearness johnson to some extent but against pittsburgh their their rush defense has been you know uh, admirable this year so they have played some really low totals I, i guess i don't have a ton of interest um I, I, a lot of it is going to be dependent on the injuries as well. Um, Deontay Johnson is playable every single week, uh, but that's that's kind of where I'm at for this. Yeah, my gut feeling says Nick Chubb misses another week. I think he probably does. I, I think that, you know, depending on injuries in the receiving core, you know, Jarvis Landry is probably playable. Like Odell Beckham is down at like 4,600. They're they're like begging you to play Odell Beckham, but <laughs> right. I, I probably won't, especially if it's Baker Mayfield that's starting. So um, yeah. if it's Case Keenum, I think that's it's a I think it's a better situation right now. If Case Keenum is your starter, it's not necessarily that big of a downgrade for Baker Mayfield, in my opinion. Just from a, like a passing game, maybe there's some intangibles or some things that Baker brings on the field that the team likes. But I think Case Keenum is a pretty capable backup we've seen him you know take teams pretty far so yeah we watched him play pretty damn good in minnesota mm-hmm. um yeah i uh i think baker's gonna play that's the reports i was hearing today they seemed pretty confident that he was gonna go so um, let's just move on let's go to philadelphia heading to detroit i just uh keep waiting for gainwell to just take it over he looked pretty good last week um but i've been burned like three times um against the lions this year thinking i had a guy in the perfect setup is gainwell gonna take it and run is boston scott interesting no boston scott's not interesting i you know i i 
like this is going to be kind of dependent on who's playing. I mean, is Miles Sanders going to play? Um, you know, yeah, yeah. Assuming Sanders is out, what's your gain? Well, interest. I just don't think that he's going to be out though. That's the thing. Um, I'd be interested in either of them. Yeah, definitely. We're playing Gainwell if Sanders is out. We're playing DeAndre Swift and and let's see. Are you playing Sanders if he plays? Yeah, probably a little bit. Um, you know, what do we this... got him at? Fifty-one against Detroit. Yeah, yeah, that's it's super low. This Detroit team's not wonderful defensively. So you know, this is a this is a good game to load up on some of the Eagles. Devontae Smith. Uh, Miles Sanders, Gainwell, Goddard. Uh, and then on the Detroit side, you know, it's a pick of the wide receivers. Like, do we want to play Khalif Raymond at 5,300? Does he have a big enough ceiling? I mean, maybe if he's going to get seven to 10 targets, uh, find the end zone, like maybe Khalif Raymond is a playable run back and you're playing something like uh, a Hurt, Smith, Raymond, or even throwing in kind of like a Gainwell and, and thinking that this Philly team scores like 30 yeah, thirty-two points on my the initial line. read on this game, Chris, is uh, a naked hurts play. Yeah, I, I mean, I guess he's one of the few quarterbacks that I, I guess that's okay. Because um, I does... just go through the game logs of his players, and like, just nothing really works. But he's scoring twenty-six a game. Yeah, but you still see Devontae Smith getting enough targets, you know, especially in. Most games he's getting nine, eight, ten. You, you take out the Tampa Bay game, and and he's getting there. He's the guy that you want for the upside. Uh, that's going to share that. You just hope that they find him in the end zone a little bit more often than they have so far. Yeah, fair. Yeah, I'm probably staying away from this game unless Sanders is ruled out. Then I'll probably you know swing with Gainwell. Sure. That's that's probably where I'm going. How about Carolina heading to Atlanta? We saw a little life out of uh, the Atlanta crew um, last week. Uh, Pitts looked good. Ridley looked good. Patterson is still banging it out there. Um, McCaffrey probably missing another game. We got Hubbard. There's some yeah. pieces here. Is, is Sam Darnold somebody you want to go back to even after being benched last week? No, man, I'm, I'm done with Darnold. you got to be out, right? <laughs> I'm done with Darnold. Um, you know, I saw a little bit of Matt Ryan slander going into last week that he didn't have a ceiling, which is just kind of weird. Like, I mean, I don't know what ceiling we're talking about. Are we talking like Josh Allen ceiling? Because, no, he doesn't have a 35-point ceiling. But the guy has uh, been pretty good as a fantasy, at least DFS quarterback, getting you, you know, four, almost five X. And now his price is up at 5,900, which kind of makes that a little bit harder to go over to. And yeah, now but you're I, hoping I think, for the best game of the year at 30 points, you know? Yeah. And, and I just don't see that happening. I mean, this, this Carolina defense has been good. This offense has kind of fallen apart. Um, I, I've seen a ton of chatter about Robbie Anderson on Twitter all week. So uh, I think that a lot of sharp people are going to be firing at him just based off of the volume that he's been getting, uh, that he's 4,700. And, you know, like, will he continue to fail? Probably, but definitely an interesting kind of conundrum we have depending it, on is how that shakes out. the um, most targeted, least productive receiver in the game right now? I think so. I think that's what the stat is. It's something pretty close <laughs> to it. Um, like, I, I mean, I already knew it from a feel, but people were just kind right. of justifying what was out there. I mean, um, is it just like really bad quarterback play? Because he's he's got like a 25% catch rate right now. I mean, it's It's, bad. it's a mix. It's uh, <laughs> yeah, no, look, it's a mix. Some of the, the passes have been bad. He's dropped some really easy passes. It's been a combination of all of that. So um, 
I, I definitely love Kyle Pitts in this game, though. You know, 6,300, um, 9, 10, 8 targets, been catching his targets, finding the end zone, over 100 yards. Uh, Kyle Pitts is probably one of the better kind of tight end plays for the week. Yeah, Kyle Pitts is really coming into it. I think Patterson has finally priced himself for the last few weeks out of my thoughts. I, I don't know why you say that. He's 6,200, and between his targets and, and rushing attempts, it's almost 20 touches a game. I mean, like, assuming he catches all of them. So, I, you know, at 6,200 as a kind of a a guy that's viable or that's that's a running back that's getting kind of those passes, I, I think he's totally playable at 6,200. We'll see. We'll see, sir. We'll see how it turns out. All right, let's keep walking around. That was our one o'clock games. Let's get into them four o'clock. Let's go New England to the Chargers. Uh, for me, man, like I've really just, I, I, I'm feeling it. I'm feeling, I'm feeling Keenan Allen. I'm feeling it this week. I, I mean, yeah, like he's got to break out of this funk. I feel like this happens all the time, but he's got to break out of it. 6,500 coming off a couple bad games. I think he's going to be lower owned than he probably should be at that price. So I, I love going back to Keenan Allen here. Um, this New England team has been better at stopping the run versus the pass. Um, they haven't been necessarily very good against tight ends. So I, I would be kind of inclined to take a look at kind of Jared Cook uh, at 3,400 as a cheap tight end option. But Keenan Allen's probably my favorite play. Mike Williams at 7,700 is still fantastic. Um, obviously has flashed a ceiling that uh, warrants playing him, especially at that price. So, yeah, I, I'm interested in a lot of different pieces from this, this Chargers offense. When it comes to New England, yeah, uh, I mean, look, Damian Harris has looked good. Depending on how this backfield shakes out, he might be an interesting play against a Chargers defense that has had some issues against running backs, especially against the Ravens and the Browns. Yeah, it looks like uh, New England has really kind of started to consolidate between Harris and then Bolden in the old James White role is, is what it really has looked like, which is you know good for fantasy. Yeah, absolutely. And Damian Harris has looked good running the ball, finding his way in the end zone as long as he doesn't fumble it. You know, 14, 15, 18 carries, gets 100 yards and a touchdown. Um, that's kind of what you're looking for. He is up at 6,100. Uh, last week he was kind of a slam dunk play. I think he's just like a fringe right now. So um, yeah, definitely I have mild interest in Brandon Bolden at 45, but I just don't see any of my builds going that way. I have not been playing bargain running backs, but I, I do like his – Catch passing ability uh, for 4,500. Yeah, I'm probably not going there, but I understand what you're looking at. Catch passing? Catch passing. Yeah, yeah catch pass passing. catching, catch passing. You got it. You got what I meant. All right, let's go Jacksonville to say uh, Throw Seattle. corralling, his ability to corral the throws that That's come right. to him. That's right. Uh, let's go to Jacksonville, uh, heading out to Seattle. Um, man, Air I don't know what to cuddling. do with this Seattle team. I don't I don't know what to do with it at all. Um, I like James Robinson this week, of course. 6,600, I think, is still extremely playable for a guy that should get some runs. Seattle's run defense is bad. I mean, their defense altogether is bad. No, look, I love James Robinson, and I wouldn't be surprised if he comes in over like 20, 25% ownership when the, the projections come out. I, I just, I think he's probably one of the better plays on the slate, you know, catching the ball out of the backfield. He's gotten quite a few carries, looks good, finds the end zone. Uh, I, I just can't see why you wouldn't play him here. On the other side of the ball, though, look, I, Alex Collins at 5,300. I know that he just had a 
a pretty rough game at home against New Orleans, who's got a pretty you know decent defense. Sometimes it's elite. It's it's weird. Um, and sometimes it's not. Sometimes it just takes a very long time for them to come into the form. But usually midseason to late season, that, that unit really turns it up, and they've gotten some guys back from injury. So I like Alex Collins against Jacksonville, who is none of those things on defense. <laughs> and he's only 5,300. He's ran the ball well. Um, you know, this is all assuming that, and I don't think Chris Carson can come back yet. I, I, I could be wrong in that, but I, I like Alex Collins at 5,300. And then, you know, you can always, always play a, you know, like a, a DK Metcalf or sure. a Tyler Lockett, but so, I'm not, so I'm not, not in a full slap. Apparently, slap. Uh, Marvin Jones just needed us to quit talking about him. Like literally the one week where you don't talk about him, he hits his hundred yards in a touchdown. Well, that's because he was on a uh, an island game, so. right? It's just hilarious. Like the one yeah. time, like I mean, I, I'm talking about in our seasonal Discord chat. Like for once, there wasn't a million Marvin Jones questions, and you know, week six, the two weeks ago, obviously, and uh, boom, <laughs> that just was cracking me up. I was looking at that earlier today. Yeah, and I mean, I guess you can still play him. He's 5900. It's not a terrible price, but I think you have better options out there. I would tend to agree. All right. What do we got? Yeah, we got Washington heading to Denver. Looks like Jerry Judy's going to come back. And from what I heard today from a beat writer over there, he said Judy looks like he's ready to bust out and the coaching staff is trying to hold him back. What do you think of that? Well, man, I hope they do hold him back. Uh, another tight end player that I like that I, you know, tends to just get overlooked because he's always grouped in with, you know, other guys that um, I think just attract more attention, but Noah Fant, um, 7, 11, 4, and 10 over his last four games in terms of targets. Doesn't quite get to that, like, 100-yard mark, but does score a touchdown here and there. He's at 4,900. This week's tight end, you know, options up there aside from Kyle Pitts are not necessarily the most wonderful. So I'd like Noah Fant, but I'd like him a little less if, if Jerry Judy's coming back. And, and I would like Judy. Um, yeah, everything I see is pointing to Judy playing. He's 4,900 against a trash Washington secondary. Yeah, absolute worst. Um, so, yeah, you know, I think you can pick a point like a player out of this game. It's a low total. It's in Denver. Um I think Denver wins this game, but man, they looked bad against Cleveland. So I almost wonder, do you want to like take a chance on Antonio Gibson at 5,700? I, I think it's it's worthwhile to kind of take a stab at it and maybe think that this this Denver unit defensively has fallen apart. They have had a couple games where you know, they, they haven't really looked very good against the run. They're very similar to that uh, Carolina team that they've kind of the wheels have just come off, uh, gave up 35 points. We all saw it on, you know, an Island game, 37 points to Las Vegas running backs. And then the week before 27 to Najee Harris. So, uh, yeah, like I, I think Antonio Gibson's a pretty interesting play. Hasn't really produced recently and, you know, has a lingering shin issue. So I, I think from a GPP standpoint, I might be interested there. I'm calling Jerry Judy seven catches on 10 targets. 101 yards in one touchdown. Big game, 4,900. Love it. Okay. That's what I'm saying. All right. All right, let's bring it home with Tampa Bay heading to New Orleans. A lot has been made over uh, Lattimore and Evans' history. Counterpoint, that was with Jameis Winston throwing the ball. Do you care with Tom Brady, or is it going to get in Evans' head? Yeah, I mean – 
what's it been with Tom Brady? I mean, we have a couple games, don't we? We have didn't I produce mean, the two games with Tom Brady either. So yeah, I mean that's interesting. Antonio Brown is supposed to be back or no? What's what's the word on that? Uh doubtful is what I'm seeing. And I have not heard anything good on the radio today while driving around. Um, I then I love I, I hey, I think you go to Mike Evans. This offense has I don't I don't think the pivot is Chris Godwin. I think the pivot is still Mike Evans, but if you don't want to go there, you are gonna buy into that narrative. I think Leonard Fournette becomes a pretty interesting kind of pivot off of Godwin, who I assume will be pretty chalky, given everything that you've said. Mike Evans' price has gone up, but um, I don't know. He just seems like he's in this kind of zone with Brady, and and they're in this kind of like fu mode. And uh, you know, if we can get him at like five to ten percent ownership while Chris Godwin's twenty to twenty-five, well, sign me up. Like, I said, just sign me up for this Tampa Bay passing attack when they're implied four touchdowns again. And yeah. like every yeah. week, like we, we talk about, I think it's double stack Godwin and Evans. Yeah, double yeah stack absolutely. It. Run it back with Camara. Why not? If Herbert can trash that Tampa Bay defense, so can Camara. Come on. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. That's expensive, but you know, <laughs> yeah, I don't, it could I don't be done. I don't know. I don't know if you're getting quite. There, it could but. be done. It could be done. You got to get real creative in your wide receiver selection and you got to play like uh, Washington's defense. Yeah, look, if they're going to get him eight to ten targets, this is something we've just wanted them to do for so long, and now they're finally doing it. It's like, oh, my God, maybe let's feature the best wide receiver on our team. He just happens to play running back, and, you know, no Taysom Hill, so we don't have to worry about that. Yeah, I, I you know, I, I kind of like uh, – maybe you don't double stack it. Maybe you do uh, an Alvin Kamara, and then you run it back, or maybe you just try and double stack it. I don't think – can you it do It can be that? done. It can be done. Let's, let's, I was playing around with it earlier. Let's do it right now. I'm doing it right now. Let's do it right now. I'm gonna, I'm gonna Evan, Godwin. I mean, so we're gonna go what Brady here, and like, okay, uh, we need, okay, we have 4K left over, so we can do it. It can be done. So from a de- defense standpoint, where we go, we go like Chargers. Um, I mean, you could literally go to the bottom, go to Washington, and just hope uh, that Teddy Bridgewater throws a pick six. Yeah, I mean, you could, I don't know. You could I don't, go to the Lions D and think they're gonna get their win. Yeah, yeah. I don't, I don't, I don't know if I want to do any of that. Let's, let's just try and be a little less bold on that. Let's just see how it works. <laughs> it's tough, man. I'm looking through it right now. Uh, so maybe I mean, I'll like, go Buffalo. Let's go Buffalo. Yeah. Uh, we need a cheap tight end. Gerald Everett's been a little bit more, but maybe like we'll talk about it. We'll get like a, a little, a little Jared Cook. All right, 4,600, 4,600. So I'm going to need, I'm going to need a real cheap nah, man. I like Dan Arnold at 28. Yeah. No, I'd rather take Cook. Well, I mean, I'd rather take Cook. I'm just saying we gotta save some money. <laughs> it's okay, man. I'm I'm trying to find it. Um, Oof, we gotta get deep at running back. I don't know. We can't go. Ty- Tyler Johnson's a little bit like now we're triple stacking, and I don't think that that's okay. Uh, ooh, yeah. Okay, so where are we going? Uh, we can go Miles Sanders because I think Miles Sanders is gonna play right. So. Oh man, I've got this is fine. This is totally fine, man. So if you go like a Deshaun Jackson or something like that and just hope for like a, a long touchdown, um, you can even go up and you can do something like let's say Alex Collins at fifty three hundred, and then your flex is yeah, this is totally doable. Fifty two hundred then and and now we're talking like um like a we're talking T Higgins, man. So listen, 
listen, I've got a great team here. It's Tom Brady throwing to Chris Godwin, Mike Evans, running it back with Camaro. We've got yep. Alex Collins. Yep. We've got Deshaun Jackson. We've got Jared Cook, T. Higgins, and the Buffalo defense. I don't know, man. This uh, it sounds really good. Like, yeah, huh? yeah. Right, who was your flex? Who was your flex? What, who, uh, who did you sneak in there for thirty three hundred? Uh, Deshaun Jackson. Deshaun Jackson. All right, man. All right, all right. Look, look. If if you want to go somewhere else, and, okay, so you could change some things around. Maybe you go down to Gerald Everett from Jared Cook. And then you could do somebody like a Adam Humphreys, or you could even go to like a Jamal Agnew. And then you're going to kind of change your T Higgins price, but like you have some options here. It can be done. Yeah. It can easy. be done is what we're trying to say. Easy. Easy. It can be done. You could throw no Gabe Davis in there. Why not? I thought about that, but like, okay, so let's say I, I you know, I can't go T Higgins and I can't go Jackson. Let's go like kind of like this. Has he been used? You know, Jamal Agnew got like six targets and eight targets. They kind of like Jamal Agnew over there in Jacksonville, it feels like. Now we've got, you know, 4,800. What kind of 4,800? What does that give us? That gives us like a, a Tyler Boyd. It gives us a Robbie Anderson if we wanted to. <laughs> so, you know, we could even get, okay, so if we go to Cole Beasley. So let's, let's, let's get a little Jared Cook down to Gerald Everett. Then you get Cole Beasley in there. Plenty of options for you. I'm going to run like. Tell you what, I'm gonna take this, you know, the, the basis of what we have, and uh-huh. I'm gonna max enter the 20 max three dollar, and it's yeah. all gonna be different variations of yeah. these four guys. Yeah, Brady, Camara, Evans, Godwin, and just yeah. run it 20 times. That's what I'm doing. I like it. I like it a lot. I'm gonna do the same thing in the in the dime. Do it. <laughs> take it down. And do it in the dime, baby. We'll point like to it. this show right here when we we figure right. it all out. I like it. All right, buddy. Uh, quick thoughts on tomorrow night's game. You got uh, Adams out. Um, looks like Lazard is out. Um, is it just kind of like Aaron Jones night? Is it Robert Tanya night? What is it for Green Bay? It, it feels so weird that I'm just not even all that confident that Arizona is going to win the game. Like it just feels icky. Like it feels I don't know weird. why I don't know why you wouldn't be confident. Arizona has beaten much better teams. I understand than what, what Green Bay and like this. It's Remember that Rams just, call from last look, man, year? David Bakhtiari call from look, last look, year. Look, 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 yeah, that was a different. The Jair Alexander's out. Uh, David Bakhtiari's out. Like, like this. This Green Bay team has massive holes. I saw yeah. the Arizona line at minus six. It's minus six and a half right now. Yeah. And I jumped all over that earlier this week with a, a pretty, you know, pretty sick 600 whale unit bet. Yeah. It's not true. It was, it was a three unit bet though. I like it. I like so. it. No, um, I don't know what to make of green Bay. I mean, if they don't just feed the ball to Aaron Jones, they're screwing up and they're going to screw it up. So. I mean, look, here's the problem. So this green Bay, uh, the Green Bay offensive line was not good on Sunday. I mean, they had some issues against this Washington football team defensive front that has vastly underperformed all season. This Arizona Cardinals defensive line is so much better. They're going to have, um, what's his name? Chandler, Chandler something. I can't, I, I don't know. I don't know. I'm drawing a blank, but you still have JJ Watt. You still have the other pieces. They're going to be all up in Aaron Rodgers' business, and I think it's going to be a long day for Green Bay. Um, I, 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 I 
it's weird. I'm going to take this like six, but I almost, I don't even like the over under at 51. Now it's at 50. I kind of like the under. I just, I don't think Green Bay gets a lot done. I have got a um, Monday, Thursday going pretty good here. So, I think I think I'm gonna have a couple same game parlay. Oh, I mean, I know I'm gonna have a couple same game parlays. <laughs> I know that. You think I should take Aaron Jones out of that? Um, as opposed to, yeah, I mean, I don't know. I could play Edmonds or Connor. No, dude, you can't. You can never take like I. I don't. Don't put this on me, man. I'm just curious, dude. It's 25 I, cents, man. It's not like I know, I know, win, but like, you're gonna like. It's gonna be the difference between whatever and first place. I don't like, care. If you don't do it, James Connors the the. I don't know. Just you tell me tomorrow what you end up with, and that way I can build my DFS lineups with that in mind. Or like you leave one in, and then you hedge your your Thursday night lineups with like the other guy that would have played. Nah, that doesn't sound like something I would do. Well, uh, what I'm thinking is with some of the same game parlays, I, I probably will take like an alternate line and even you know give up ten points as Arizona. So, so you got Hopkins uh, basically not practicing all week with a with a hamstring. If he's out. He's not out. He's just a veteran. He's not. He's he yeah. does this, so he'll be fine. Fair enough. All right, man. I think we've mostly kept to the rails. You're welcome. <laughs> you know I love the rails. <laughs> Absolutely, man. Uh, I will love be to stay on. on him. Love to stay on him. <laughs> I will be uh, on in a little bit with our friend Sam filling in for uh, Derek Tate tonight. So uh, I know you're going to uh, be waiting with bated breath for that. Yes. It's going to be fabulous. But anyways, this has been First Sip. Um, You're going to catch Chris on uh, Saturday morning with uh, Coach White and with Sam talking college and pro football. And, of course, Sunday morning in the um, Discord um, with Doc and myself um, at the premium Discord at drota.com. So make sure you subscribe, get in there, get your questions answered, and we'll see you all soon. Have a good night. Thanks for stopping by the office. Get your fantasy prescription by subscribing to the channel and checking out drrodo.com. And until the next visit, be well and take care.